did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello, Wastelanders! Makeshift here, you're listening to the Apocalypse Post, and I've got a few things to talk about today. This is gonna be kind of like a, I don't know, variety show? Like a, like an anything I wanna do show? I don't have any guests, it's just me hanging out with you. We're gonna go over a few things, and um, I don't know, enjoy the ride, guys. So, first off, this is the first episode I'm actually recording since getting back from Wasteland. The last one was a Wastelander Stories that was recorded right before Wasteland. It was supposed to go out during Wasteland. It didn't happen because, you know, life. And the one before that was actually uh, when me and Tim are doing our thing. We were still at Wasteland, literally still in my camper recording that episode. So now I'm finally home. And let me tell you, the road trip back... Actually, I mean, the whole road trip was just insane this year. I had more car troubles than I've had in a long time, years. My trusty truck, my trusty Land Rover LR3, which I love so, so much, may be dying. That might, I mean, that's it. It's it's dying. I think I've got a leaky head gasket, which is going to cost more to fix than the truck is worth at this point. And so, you know, I'm, uh, I, I think I've got it in a spot where it'll last a little bit longer. And maybe, maybe just tool around town a little bit, but uh, I got to start looking for a new car because it is on its last leg. And even though it's so pretty and I've done so much work to it just to keep it going, uh, you know, it's time to start letting go. But um, I'll get it worked out, guys. Buy, buy some of my stuff. <laughs> oh, man. I'd already started recording a bunch of this, and then I realized that the space I was in was not quite quiet enough. You could kind of hear the dogs barking and my roommates talking, and so I'm starting over. So just just bear with me as I'm kind of like rehashing a bunch of stuff that I've already said. Um, let's see. Yeah, so uh, road trip was kind of tough. Had a bunch of overheating problems, uh, you know, the whole head gasket thing. And on the way back in Amarillo, just before Amarillo, my trailer uh, blew a hub, which, you know, probably was just deferred maintenance. The trailer's a little bit old. Um, but luckily I caught it just in time. I only had about 20 miles to go after I saw it to reach an actual, like, trailer repair place, like a trailer dealer. Uh, and they were able to take me right in and they were like, okay, here's the thing. It could be just your hub, which would be great. We can fix that right now at a nice low, low, very reasonably priced cost. Or it could be your axle. And here's the thing. They did not give me a price for the axle because we couldn't even get that far. If it was the axle, they said they are back ordered by six weeks, which is a long time to wait. So in my, in my back of my head i was preparing to just like leave it there and come back and get it in six weeks but um anyway it did work out it was just the the uh the hub and so i was able to just go chill at a restaurant for a little while this wonderful little place if you guys are following me on instagram you know i made friends with the wait staff and a bunch of them i think are going to come to wasteland next year because they were totally into it i mean I was the only one in the bar, so I was chatting up the bartender, and then the host came over, and then one of the other waitresses came over, and it was just, it was really fun. I made some new friends, and I think I got them hooked. So, how cool is that? There might be a nice little wasteland scene popping up in Amarillo, which is a, it's an interesting little town, Amarillo. It, um, I'll be honest. In the past, I've referred to Amarillo as cow poop city, because it kind of stinks. I mean, all you have there is cattle ranches and then you get that breeze that comes in and all you smell is cow, cow poop. That's it. 
it's cow poop. And of course, it, it does have some art. Like there's the Cadillac Ranch where the Cadillacs are sticking up. Um, last time I passed it, not this past time, but the time before that, it was like a freaking festival there. There must have been a hundred people there. There was a vendor out front selling paint cans. I think there was a food truck. Like that that little little roadside marvel of of just a bunch of Cadillacs that are toe deep in in mud uh, has become quite the uh, quite the uh, tourist trap. Tourist trap. Tourist destination. It's not a trap. It's amazing. Go. You get to paint some stuff. And actually, what's really cool is if you get a close look at some of the Cadillacs, you can actually see the layers upon layers upon layers of paint, like where they break off. You can see how many layers there are, which is actually really cool. Um, anyway, so the road trip, um, the road trip was hell, uh, but it was still a best case hell because I best case hell because I did make it home. I made it home safe. Uh, it cost a little extra money. No big deal. Um, but yeah. It's, it's good to be home. I wish I was still at Wasteland. I'll be honest about that. Um, home, home is good, but um, Wasteland is better. <laughs> Wasteland is home. Let's be honest. All right. So, um, yeah, first up today, I want to talk about the show moving forward. I feel like maybe, maybe Wasteland was the end of season one, and now we're starting season two um, of the Apocalypse Postcast. Uh, and so it's time for me to reevaluate how everything's going, what I'm doing with the show, what's working, what's not working. And to be quite honest, I think a lot of it's working. You guys have given me some really great feedback. Uh, there's not a whole lot that you're not liking about the show. So if there is, you need to let me know so I can change it or do something different. But all in all, I have like four different formats that I've been kind of going through, kind of incidentally, just whatever I wanted to do that week. So I kind of want to go over them really quick and tell you how you can get involved or how you can help me out. Because this show's not about me. It's about you. The Apocalypse Post has always been about showing off all the amazing work that you guys are doing. And so I want to make sure that that stays at the forefront of what we're doing here at the Apocalypse Post, the Apocalypse Postcast, um, and kind of all things makeshift that I do. Okay? Oh, and by the way, if you haven't noticed that there's different formats for the show, um, it it could be something that you haven't noticed, but if it's true that you didn't even notice, I'll take that as a compliment because it means that no matter what I'm doing, you guys are totally into it and digging it and just being entertained, which is all I want. Um, all right, so here's a couple of the formats and how you can get involved. And by the way, for all communication, the best place to do it is actually to send an email to theapocpost at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-A-P-O-C-P-O-S-T at gmail.com. Because if you send it to my YouTube or to Facebook, there's a really good chance it's going to get lost in the mix um, because I get a ton of messages there that are, you know, just kind of like general feedback on, on stuff, which is great. But if you're trying to do something for the show or send me a very specific message, the email is the way to go. Oh, and real quick, if I talk to you at Wasteland Weekend about coming on the show or like, hey, uh, I'd love to talk to you about doing an episode, please send me a message. I know I talk to a lot of you. I don't remember everybody, uh, but I don't want you to feel left out or slighted. Uh, my brain's just a little bit fried. Wasteland was busy as all hell. And just do me a favor. Send me a little reminder note so that I can make sure to get you on. All right. So episode 
I'm sorry, not episode, format one for this show has been like interviews with a single guest or a group of guests, like when we did Paul Miller and the D's, some of the event creators behind uh, post-apocalypse events or bands like Attack and V2A. Um, If you've got something awesome to talk about or you know somebody that is working on a a Hollywood movie that happens to be post-apocalyptic or you know someone that's designing a video game or something like that, I would love to talk to you, talk to them. And for these... I like when the when the topic is like bigger than just wasteland. So you know it needs to appeal to a, to a wide audience if that makes sense. So if you got something like that, please let me know. The second one is wastelander stories, and this one is specifically for wastelanders. They've been super popular. I know people like to listen to them when they're missing wasteland or if they're like working on things. This is kind of like where I have a campfire chat with three other wastelanders and we all just tell stories from the festivals we've been to. They can be stories of the lore that happened in real time at events like Wasteland Weekend or give the behind the scenes on something that goes completely sideways or just some hilarious or amazing stories about our little community. No matter what, they are always a good time. So if you have a funny or amazing true story to share, please reach out and let's get you on a Wastelander Stories episode. And by the way, if you have like a couple of friends that you think you guys would really mesh well together i love doing that because when people can kind of like jump in on each other's stories it just makes it all the better the uh the third format has been reviews of movies or tv shows i've only done a couple so far i've had the swede on a couple times he's like super brilliant when it comes to this stuff i love talking to him about it Uh, i'd love to have him back so if you have any recommendations on what to review next please send those in and of course the fourth format has just been me talking kind of like today riffing on my own about whatever topic comes to mind and for this i just need topics that might interest you so send me some ideas or i'll come up with them don't worry about that one so much i got it but i think what i don't really like sitting here talking to myself to be honest i love when i have someone else on so i think that the uh, makeshift by himself episodes will probably be pretty rare in the rotation but they'll pop up every now and then you know when i need to fill an episode or if i just got too much to say and i don't have time to let anyone else talk (laughs) um but here's the thing guys i'm adding a fifth format and i'm kind of excited about this this is something i've wanted to do for a little while i think the the opportunity is really popping up and i'm super excited about it here it is it's going to be short stories for now i'm going to call it legends of wasteland city although it doesn't necessarily have to happen in wasteland city it can just kind of be based there. But these will be original narratives from the Wasteland community and, of course, beyond, uh, read by the writer team, meaning the people who actually write them. I'll read some or I'll get some pro voiceover people that I know to read them. And what I'd like to do is take three or four of these at a time and present them as like a chronicle of the world that lives on past the apocalypse. I know there's a lot of you out there that write stories around your tribe or beyond. So if you want to hear them on the show, send them over. And with that in mind, I've got the first episode coming up right now. This is one of the Chronicles of Schofield's Drifters. Now, if you don't know the Schofield's Drifters, they've become an incredible real-world tribe at Wasteland Weekend. They host a bar of emotions, which I've talked about on the show before. The Slaughter Cycle Race, which is... Um, Everyone gets on their motorcycles or their mopeds. I think they had a couple categories this year. And the idea is to be the last one across the line because it's kind of tough to balance a motorcycle when you're going really slow. So the last one wins, which is great because Wasteland has a five mile an hour speed limit. And so everyone gets to stay safe. Uh, But it's a good time. And of course, the uh, drifters have also been getting involved in a ton of role playing across the Wasteland. But they've also been recording their tribe's story. No. 
they've also been recording their tribe's history in story. <laughs> history. You know, that actually goes back to his story, history. Um, sorry, ladies. You're... There's no hers, hertery, herstery, hers, herstery, hertery. Doesn't even work. Herstery. <laughs> Words are fun. Um, and of course, we're going to read one for you right now for a couple reasons. One, because I'm excited about it. And two, because I want to get you guys excited and I want you to send in your stories and I want you to get a, be more of a part of this show because this show is for you. Anyway, without further ado, here's an episode of Schofield's Drifters. Spring, 39 AF, after the fall. The sharp crackle of static jolted digits awake. Her neck protested with its own painful crack as she lifted her head. She'd fallen asleep on her desk again sprawled over the maps and partly reassembled rifle, pistol, and a tin can of whiskey within easy reach. She had no idea what time it was. There was no natural light in the bunker, and she was lucky, she supposed, to have enough power to enjoy the flickering bulb hanging overhead by its wire. She missed the sun. Digits, come in! Digits, are you there? Holy shit. She seized the radio and disregarded every policy and safeguard they put in place. Doc? Is that you? Where the hell have you been? It's been... How long had it been? Oh, good. It's finally working. Something was wrong. She could hear it in Doc's voice as he continued. I didn't realize it had gone down on my end. I was working, and then I didn't notice. I lost track of time. His voice was rough, even accounting for the static, and he was speaking too fast. Lost track of time? Doc, it's been months. Maybe more than a year. She could feel her own voice growing thick around a sudden lump in her throat. Relief flooded over her. There was a long pause. Oh, Doc, did I lose you? No, 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 I'm here. Uh, that uh, explains some things. I looked everywhere for you. Checked every safe house and dead drop, talked to any contact that would meet. But folks were too scared with everything going on. Got to the point even I couldn't risk moving around up top anymore. She could hear herself rambling, but it felt so strange, talking to someone. They'd kept their operation too secure. It was risky to keep both halves of Touchstone in one place, let alone with the regulator they'd scavenged from the power plant. If it fell in the wrong hands, there would be no telling what the fallout would be. But Doc needed to study it, and Digits had her own business to attend to. They'd keep in careful contact, but it was safer for everyone if the captain didn't know Doc's location. Somewhere west, between Sacktown and the ruins of San Francisco, she'd guessed. Navarro, maybe one of the forts from before the fall on the cliffs. She'd scoured the area as the twenties set in, but Doc had lived before the fall, and she figured he'd probably forgotten more bolt holes and bunkers than Digits would ever know. That was the point. Uh, are you secure now? Uh, the others? I think so. But Doc... It's been bad out here. The news had gotten worse, and then it got sparse. Freak rad storms, plagues, monsters. By the time she trekked back to the mountains, it was hard to tell what horrors to believe. I don't know what took them out, the captain continued. But all sorts of comms went dark. I really don't know where the other drifters are or if they made it. A lot of folks didn't. You really don't know. No, Digits. I've been working. He snapped. 
digits blinked at the radio. She couldn't remember her partner speaking to her that way ever before. Sorry. She could hear him sigh. Uh, I'm a little on edge. What's wrong? Are you secure? Yeah, I've just run out of some supplies. Well, it'll be a little tricky, but we can get you a drop somehow. Fresh water, food, maybe even some whiskey. How long do you have- No, 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 that's that's not what I'm missing. I was only expecting to need a one-year reserve, like usual. Oh, this explains so much. Doc, what are you talking about? What day is it? Tuesday, oh, I, I think. What day? Uh, date? Uh, month? Uh, year? Digits could sense the clenched teeth and barely containing rage in his voice. This didn't sound like Doc had ever sounded in all their time together. I don't know, Doc. May or June, probably? 39 AF. Nine months over. Okay, that explains more things. Do you have any way to contact the Boneyard Buzzards and Lady Fahrenheit? What? No, I... The manic edge in his voice, the impatience. It all started to click into place. Digits had used Jet before, a few years back. It didn't last long, and it was highly addictive, but it was one hell of a combat drug. She had a pretty common reaction, the sudden strength and rush of euphoria that makes folks think they're invincible. But in some people, it had more unusual effects. She'd heard that for certain people with extremely active minds, it actually had a calming effect. If that was going to apply to anybody, it was her partner who never seemed to sleep more than three hours at a time or stand still in one place for more than 20 seconds. Shit. She started packing, folding the thoroughly annotated map carefully and shoving what supplies she had left in her backpack. I'll try, Doc. I've got no idea what I'm walking into, but I'm headed into Sacktown, if it's clear enough. I'll try to contact you somehow so we can meet. Sounds good. I've got plenty to keep me busy here. Why didn't that make her feel better? parts of the wasteland used to be crawling with raiders. Folks that just couldn't get along and tried to take things that wasn't theirs. And they got away with it for a little while too. But then all that changed the day Dead Raider Jerky came to town. Now in three styles. Original, spicy rads, and extra crispy. Every sack of Dead Raider Jerky is slow roasted to tender perfection on a hot rock under the red sky. The way mama nature intended. Dead Raider Jerky. Fuck it. Let's eat the bastards. Thanks for the help from two of my very close friends, Jay Preston and Megan Hensley, real-life couple who are also professional voice-over actors. You can check out their work at theboothofus.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-O-T-H-O-F-U-S.com. So what do you guys think? Um, when I first read that on the Schofield Drifters Facebook page, I kind of knew this was going to be the first one. Um, and of course, there's several other stories out there that I really, really want to get included. So I'll be reaching out to some of you over time. But please, if you have original stories like this and you want to share it in a audiobook style form of a podcast, um, please send them my way. 
Because what I really want to do is help build this world of lore around Wasteland City and beyond. And some of these stories are just too good to not share, even outside of our wonderful little community. So if your tribe writes out stories like this and you want to be a part of it, you can send it in the text form or even do your own voiceover work and send it in an audio file and, and I'll be able to add it to the show. Now, I'm not gonna promise to use everything that you guys send in, but if I feel like your piece isn't quite gonna work, uh, I'm gonna absolutely give you feedback and tell you what I'd want to change to get it on the show. And I think if you aim for about a three to 10 minute mark on these stories, it's probably a good place to start so that we can do a few storylines each episode. I imagine this almost being like Sunday cartoons where you just get a little snippet of each story each time and it keeps you coming back for more every time. And that way, you know, we can hear from the Schofield Drifters one week. We can hear from um, Tales from Wasteland City from Adam Chilson next week. By the way, Adam, I would love to use your show. Uh, you can hear from the Dukes the Nuke every now and then because uh, we've got some writers on our tribe and we have a ton of lore that we'd love to write out for you guys. So, yeah, if you if you kind of dig it, get involved because I think it's going to be really cool. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what else? So I got my voice back, which is pretty cool. I guess uh, I could have mentioned that a little bit earlier in the show, but uh, you guys figured it out. I've got my voice back. It's not as it's not as growly as it was last time, but yeah, pretty rad. Uh, it feels good to have my full range back. Some really cool news. So um, you guys know this. I opened up the Apocalypse Post merch store at Wasteland Weekend for the first time ever. In 2019, I had a small table at Carl Bartoszynski's booth. He kind of like managed it for me, which was wonderful. Uh, but this time we had our own booth right at the Dukes of the New Camp. A lot of people came by and bought a lot of stuff, which was so cool. We raised over $1,000 for the Apocalypse Post and the Dukes of the New combined. I actually don't know how much goes where. Yeah, I got to do all that math still. But um, really cool. We sold a lot of pins. I actually sold out of Apocabob pins for the first time since I ordered them in like 2019, 2018. So that's really cool. I'm going to get some more printed. Uh, they're actually on order right now, and they're going to be a little bit different. So, you know, there will be more, and there will be different ones. And um, hopefully you guys will keep buying them. <laughs> I just keep, like, trying to just throw merch at the wall and hope you guys love it. And speaking of which, I also updated my online store at theapocalypsepost.square.site. Links um, below, by the way. The Fuck It, Let's Eat the Bastard shirt, which I'm actually wearing right now. Uh, it's quickly becoming my new favorite shirt because, one, they're actually really comfortable. Uh, I think they're American Apparel or Next Level Apparel or something like that. So it's actually a really great t-shirt. And what's great about Fuck It, Let's Eat the Bastards, it works on so many levels. All right. You can kind of use it in the real world and people are like, hey, yeah, it's kind of like eat the rich, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, it's also let's eat some Raider jerky. <laughs> so maybe Fallout fans would appreciate that. But um, but yeah, so the, the shirts are in there. I've got some new posters. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm actually offering the Dukes of the Nuke propaganda posters up on the shop. And those will benefit not just the Apocalypse Post, but also the Dukes of the Nuke. So it helps us to build the camp and keep things getting bigger and better. And just offset some costs because it is actually very expensive to run a tribe at Wasteland. I'm sure a lot of you know. Uh, so whatever we can do to... You know, just raise a little bit of capital always helps. Oh, also, what might be the very last Dukes of the Nuke... No, what might be the very last Dukes After Dark calendars in existence are also up there. I think uh, as of time of recording, I've got five or six or something like that left. Uh, they went really fast. 
and we only made a few extras. So if you've ever wondered what the Dukes are wearing under our standard issues, you can find out. Of course, uh, if you hurry up, you'll see uh, me, Makeshift, uh, featured for October. Uh, but we're running out of time for that one. Uh, but there's tons and tons of really awesome shots of uh, Dukes and Nukes in our skivvies that you can pick up right now on the store. Find the link below. Uh, and by the way, when you guys buy stuff from the store, it makes such a difference. Uh, I get the orders personally and I pack them myself. So I see all the names that come through and I just want you to know that I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, I'm also working on some new stuff too for the store. Uh, I'm, you know, it's, I'm always trying to come up with new things to offer. You know, the, the pins and patches are obviously very popular and I need to do a few more of those, but I'm also trying to come up with some really kind of off the wall things. So, you know, the Dead Raider Jerky commercial. What if I actually made Dead Raider jerky? Like, not in my home kitchen or anything like that. It would come from a real kitchen. Um, <laughs> like, this would, be, this would be good stuff. And honestly, here's the thing. I've already tried it. I've got a company that can make it, package it, and label it for me. All I got to do is say go, right? But I want to know from you guys if it's something you'd be interested in. Now... I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get three different flavors made. Probably my my personal favorites. I did I did all my own uh, market testing on this one. I'm probably going to do salt and pepper, which I think is a perfect like basic jerky and extra spicy. So I think they've got this like like I forget what it is. It's spicy. Maybe ghost pepper or something like that. Um, they got a spicy one. It's actually not overly spicy. It's just got lots of great flavor. And then a spicy mango, if that sounds good. If those three flavors sound good, please let me know. They've got they've got a few others that I can test. But if you guys are interested in this, please, please just say, yep, I'm in. It'll probably cost somewhere in the vein of like 25 to 30 bucks for the three of them. For three flavors, I think it's like four and a half ounces each. So it's a, it's going to be a little pricey, and I can't do anything about that. That's just how much this stuff costs, and meat costs are like so insane right now. But I think it's pretty on par for jerky as a whole. Um, so I can make a couple dollars. You guys can have some great jerky. I'm going to make some awesome art to put on there. And the three different flavors are going to come in a printed burlap sack that says Dead Raider Jerky and has bloodstains on it. What do you think about that? All right, so it's not real bloodstains. It's going to be like, like fake bloodstains, but it's going to look just like the art I put together for Dead Raider Jerky. Do you guys remember that old commercial, Take a Bite Out of Crime? What was it? With like the crime dog, the crime cop dog? It was like when, when we were watching like Saturday cartoons, it would come on. Anyway, I, I guess mine would be like, Take a Bite Out of Brian. <laughs> Shut up, makeshift. This is terrible. All right. Well, that's enough of me um, hawking my stuff. Uh, please buy things and join the Patreon because... Um, this doing this channel takes a lot of work and um every now and then i feel that pull that pull back to the real world guys i gotta be honest uh it, it says mike you need to make some money uh and stop fooling around <laughs> but but i want to keep making this for you guys because man when when they were at wasteland and all it, you guys all came by so many of you came by to say hi say how much you love the show and so many first years came by to say how helpful all this stuff was and let me tell you, it it warms my heart like you would not believe. It just it feels so good that so many of you took the time to come find me, to come buy some stuff, and um, I I want to keep doing this for all of you. I'm not saying that I'm going to stop or anything. I'm just saying, you know, in order to keep up this once a week um, delivery 
pace, um, you know, I, a, a little bit of security is nice. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's enough of that. Um, let's keep going because I got some more news to share with you guys. One, detonation is happening at Uranium Springs uh, pretty much next week by the time you guys hear this. Um, it's going to be October 25th through the 1st. Uh, if you've never been to a Uranium Springs event, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's in the high desert of Arizona. They actually have an abandoned town there. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm saying that wrong. They built an abandoned town there. So all the tribes, you could somehow, I think you actually have to buy your site or, or rent your, yeah, you rent your site. Uh, but then you're allowed to build permanently on that space. And you can always come back to that same spot. So the, the city has grown over time, I did talk to Reverend Lawless, the guy who um, runs the event. Uh, he's the head guy. He actually has a whole team that helps him run the event. But um, that was back this spring when I talked to him. So go back and find that episode if you want to hear about detonation and all the cool things happening at Uranium Springs. Oh, and the other good news is detonation will be back to its normal springtime slot for 2022. So it's only going to be half the normal wait time rather than twice the normal wait time. And we'll have another event coming up really soon. So you can check all that out at www.detonation.us. And um, there's another event happening too. Aftermath is coming up on November 10th through the 14th in Forged Valley in Piedmont, Alabama, for all you guys in the Southeast. Obviously, this one's a bit greener and it's going to be a little chilly. But uh, Alabama is still pretty mild in November, which is pretty nice. Uh, if you guys are interested in getting tickets to that event, it's aftermathevent.com. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook and get all your info there. It's a much smaller event. I think they're probably coming on, coming into the um, 100 to 200 people range. I forget exactly how much, but hopefully in the next couple episodes, I'll actually talk to someone at Aftermath and find out all the good details and send them over your way. But if you're interested and you're nearby, definitely check it out. And that might be it for today. Nice quick episode, right? Uh, well, I hope you guys had a good time. Again, I'm super excited to keep this show going. Um, don't worry. I know I might have scared you there with the whole like, oh no, I don't have time or money. But, um, but no, don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I'm having an absolute ball doing this show. Uh, it'll keep coming. I just don't know if it'll always be weekly or if it might be bi-weekly. And honestly, here's the other thing. I need to start doing some videos again. I got a whole bunch of amazing video from Wasteland Weekend this year. And so I cannot wait to start putting things together. It is a lot to go through. That is, that's what the holdup is right now. I think it, we may have broken a record this year, and I didn't even shoot that much. I kind of managed this year so that I could play with you guys some more and actually like wasteland as a verb. But the team was absolutely stellar. They shot hours upon hours upon hours of footage, and it's all amazing. Oh, it looks so good. This is my most professional crew of all time, and uh, I'm super psyched on the footage. I just need to go through it all and find out what I've got. <laughs> it's going to take a minute. But what else? Um... Oh, I, I have a new map coming out um, probably this week. So I flew my, dr my drone. Um, I'm one of very few, very lucky people who get to fly a drone at Wasteland. And thank goodness, because otherwise there would be lots of drones up there. But we're also in the Air Force Base, so we have to get special permission. There's a whole thing to it. But anyway, I get to fly it. I put it up as high as I could go. And I took high-resolution images of the entire event. Unfortunately, I did uh, Wasteland City on Wednesday. And then I did Tent City on Saturday because 
I made the mistake of thinking that Wasteland City would be pretty filled in by Wednesday. It was not quite yet. There's still a few things missing, but the essence is there. So anyway, I have all these high resolution pictures. I threw them into Photoshop, stitched them all together. The entire thing is, it's huge, like billboard huge, like, like fill a, a, a movie screen huge, like, and so detailed. It looks absolutely gorgeous. You can zoom in on this thing from space, pretty much, all the way down to see, like, individual people. I'm not close enough to see their faces or if anyone was naked in their camp. Not that close, but pretty damn close. So, kind of cool. Anyway, that map, let's see. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Here's my thought. I'm going to make a print. It's going to be a big print, uh, bigger than the other posters I do. Probably maybe 18 by 24, maybe the next step up, which would be 36 by 48. And what's really cool is as you get closer, you'll be able to get more information. So the first the first bits of text will be large, like Wasteland Weekend 2021 event map. Um, but then as you get closer, you'll start to, you'll be able to read more information. And then as you get closer, you'll read more information until you're looking at the actual tribe labels all around town, which will be pretty small. And so it's a really cool map. I think it's pretty rad. You guys are going to love it. Uh, so I'll have a print available. There will be a um, high resolution digital available for my patrons only. No. It'll be here. All right. This is this is this is how it'll work. I'm figuring it out right now on the fly. It'll be available for my patrons at any amount. So you can be a one dollar patron and you'll have access to this digital. But you can also make a donation of any amount in my store, which is the apocalypsepost.square.site. And uh, I will send you uh, the digital. It'll be huge. Like it's gigabytes and gigabytes of information, but you'll be able to jump in on that, zoom all the way in, see all the information and um, yeah, check it out. Uh, and of course, if you don't want to even give me a dollar, I'll have a slightly lower resolution available for free on Facebook. You just won't be able to zoom in on it. <laughs> but uh, I think the poster is going to go for around 15 bucks. Uh, it's really tough to get a, a printer for something that big. So if anyone knows a printer that can do it cheaper, let me know. You know, just trying to source all this stuff, guys. I'm, I am not a merchant. I'm an artist. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm going to wrap things up. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me babble for the last, oh, what, 30, 35 minutes. Um, send in your stories. Remember, the email address is theapoc, A-P-O-C, post, P-O-S-T, at gmail.com. Uh, rate and subscribe this episode wherever you're listening. And um, also... No, rate, rate this episode, rate the show, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube or on a podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to your friends. But if you hated it, send it to your enemies with just a taste of that sweet, sweet, addictive jet. I'll see you next time, survivors. Stay alive. Hey, Survivors, if you want to help support The Apocalypse Post and get some rad merch in exchange, head over to theapocalypsepost.square.site, where you can pick up some patches, postcards, or our newest edition, a set of guitar picks. Or get yourself a limited edition Apocabob pin. This little man is showing the world that all it takes to survive the end times is a gas mask and a dream of, well, just staying alive.